0: So this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast, and I have Dr. Megna Thacker. She's a thyroid expert and author of uh, Amazon's bestseller. It's called Seven Steps to Heal Your Thyroid. She's also the host of a talk show on Facebook where she interviews guests who have the mission to educate people regarding health and wellness. She owns a supplement line, and she's into a lot of different stuff, uh, naturopathic doctor, et cetera. So, uh, Dr. Thacker, how are you doing?
1: Very good, Richard. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here today.
0: Yeah. If if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about your background. Why the focus on thyroid? You know, What led you in this direction?
1: Absolutely. Personally, I have a history of Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. And actually, that went undiagnosed for years. I am born and raised in Mumbai, India. And when, since I was a little girl, you know, I had irregular cycles. I used to be the heavy one, you know, in my class, my friends used to eat, and I used to hardly eat and still gain weight, I would lose my hair. And I always wondered what's wrong. And I dealt with that for a long time. And I moved here to go to naturopathic medical school. When I was doing my preceptorship, I did my comprehensive blood work, and those thyroid antibodies were skyrocketing. So by then, my symptoms had gotten so worse with the thyroid condition that I was actually falling asleep while I was driving. You know, that actually uh, alarmed me that I need to do something. Hmm. And when I did my blood work, that's what was found. And since then, I've been after, you know, a way to find a solution to this problem.
0: Yeah, that's, you you got to kill yourself. Yeah, that's very dangerous and scary. I understand.
1: Huh. It, yeah. So, so
0: you, all right, so you had these issues for years, and then you said your antibodies were going up higher and higher on blood work. So what, what was the next step for you? Were you a doctor at this time, or what were you doing uh, career-wise? No,
1: I was a preceptor at that time, and soon to graduate from the naturopathic uh, college here in Tempe, Arizona, uh, one of my mentors, uh, Dr. Thomas Cruzel, initially helped me. I used some formulas that helped me with lowering my antibodies. I was also then actually planning to have babies. So I wanted to make sure that's a very important part of uh, fertility, and uh, so that's when I started working with him. I was not on thyroid medication at that point, Uh, but uh, you know, I conceived my baby, and when he was born, and when I was nursing him, that's when I started seeing the difference in how I was feeling with my energy, not being able to pump enough milk, and all of that. That's when I realized, okay. you know, we probably need another step further. And uh, I had to go on thyroid medication. I do choose the natural medication of the thyroid. And, um, but not only that, you know, that was uh, one thing. What led me to this, like to feel the best, I tried many different things. And following the principles of naturopathic medicine, always keeping that in mind, Helped me come up with the protocol, Seven Steps to Heal Your Thyroid. I worked and tested this protocol on myself and my patients for the 10 years, you know, after which I uh, decided to publish it in a book.
0: Okay. So, were you able to um, mitigate all the effects of Hashimoto's and low thyroid? Or, um, you know, I, I guess maybe go through it. So, how good of a position are you in now? You know, what are the, uh, You know, have you lost weight? Do you feel better? Are you not sleepy anymore? You know, like, tell me a little bit about, if you don't mind, your current personal status. You know, how good is it now?
1: I would love to share that because I think women like me, you know, suffer with this. And yes, at this point, I'm able to, you know, live a great life. I have good energy. Um, My hair has grown. People wonder how it's grown so long, actually. It's nice and healthy. I've lost the weight, so yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good right now, and it's my mission to help all these women uh, with their thyroid condition and not having to suffer for 20 years uh, like I did, you know, without even knowing that i had this condition. Well, I
0: can tell you, I know several women, actually, that have uh, thyroid issues, and what they're hearing from traditional doctors is, oh, well, you're in range. Uh, so you're fine and you, you just need to exercise more. You just need to, you know, get your head in the game and, and all that. And they're being dismissed and told that they're crazy or nothing's wrong with them. And they, they feel horrible. Um, so I know that there's a lot of women out there that, you know, need a doctor that will even do the tests that they need. A lot of them, you know, they fight them on the tests. They just want to do maybe TSH and that's it. Um, so if someone has a problem, what do they do? How do they get the care they need?
1: Absolutely. You are so right, Richard. I go through this every day in the office when patients come to me and say that they are suffering with these symptoms. Oh, I've had my thyroid tested. It was fine. And yes, that's right. They only look at the screening test, which is the TSH, which has a huge range, but that is not enough information at all. So I always run a comprehensive thyroid panel Looking at the blood work. And Hashimoto's is considered the most common reason for one to have hyperthyroidism. So I always check for the thyroid antibodies as well, including the free T3, free T4, total T3, total T4, which gives me a comprehensive picture. And yes, the labs provide a wide range. There is a normal range and then there is an optimal range. So my aim is to help patients get to those optimal. Numbers.
0: And for, is, does that always mean middle of the range, or could optimal no. be high for someone and low for someone else?
1: So, optimal is different based on what we are looking at. For in regards to the TSH, when the TSH is low, it's better than when it's high. So, that's sometimes a little confusing to the patients because um, when it's high, they think they have hyperthyroidism, but that's wrong. So, I explained to them that we want the TSH ideally less than one. But then we are also looking at the free T3 and the free T4. I also explained to them that the thyroid gland produces the T4 hormone, but in the periphery, in our organs, especially the liver, the conversion of T4 to T3 happens. And T3 is the actual active thyroid hormone that our cells utilize and then produce energy. So the free T3 is the most important test for me, and I aim for the level to be close to three point five or a little bit more than that. That is our aim.
0: So what um, what are some of the interesting skews or unusual things you've seen when people have thyroid issues? Like would they have someone have very high reverse T3 or would it just be that they have high you know antibody counts or what what kind of unusual um, things have you seen in labs?
1: Absolutely. So let me share a case of a patient where when she came in to see me her thyroid numbers, per se, looking at her TSH, the T3, T4 levels, everything was fine, but her antibodies were super high in 3,000s and 4,000s. I, I checked for the anti-TPO antibody and the anti-thyroglobulin antibody. And in general, she has a very positive attitude. She's like, no, I don't have many symptoms. I am fine. So I'm like, why are these antibodies these, this high for you? And I believe every patient is different and everyone has a different root cause. So that is what I am going after to find out, you know, to find a solution. So, of course, in her case, we ran a few tests, including a GI map test to look at her microbiome. We did some food sensitivity tests because her GI symptoms were more prominent, like gas and bloating and cramping, which she didn't have a reason for. So I decided to look at her gut. And we found many things that came up, and I treated her according to that by treating her gut. We saw that the next time when she did her blood work, her antibody levels were down, and she was feeling so much better. It was night and day for her
0: oh yeah really? what what is for her? What was feeling better mean? What did she tell you?
1: So basically, she felt much more energy. Uh, She was getting much more benefits from her workout. Her hair and skin were doing much better. And of course, her GI symptoms went away, like she was not feeling cramping, um, constipated or nausea from the foods that she was eating. So there was severe inflammation in her gut. By doing a food sensitivity test, we got rid of all the foods that may be causing that and also put her on a protocol, a gut healing protocol, basically, to uh, restore the healthy flora, to heal her gut lining. And uh, when she repeated her GI test, it the uh, results were incredible as well. So not only was she feeling better symptom-wise, but on paper, we could see that in her blood work, her thyroid antibodies had reduced, also her all the inflammation in the gut that was first seen in her GI map test had gone away.
0: Yeah, I realized the, um, is it true that the conversion of T4 to T3 happens in the gut and is uh, mediated by gut bacteria doing it?
1: So um, yes, the conversion of T4 to T3 happens in the peripheral organs. One of the main organs for that is the liver. So the liver health is extremely important. If the Liver is congested, you know, if somebody has fatty liver, you know, then that conversion is reduced. So actually in my book, there's chapter four where I talk about detoxification, helping the liver to work better. And I recommend my patients to have to do a detox program at least twice a year in spring and fall. Those are the best times to do it. So that way we are helping the liver, giving it what it needs. To open up those detoxification pathways so the conversion of t4 to t3 works really well
0: okay so what's involved in the uh, well actually let's say a little bit more so conversion happens only in the liver or where does it happen as, as so i understand know, it right now
1: um yes it happens in the different cells of the body and the liver you know which has liver is the main place that it happens you know and then detoxification does involve Helping the liver work better, but opening all the channels of detoxification, you know, where we are opening the among trees. So one is um, eliminating the waste from the urine. They're eliminating the toxins in their stool, basically sweating it out through the skin. The skin is the largest organ of detoxification. So we have to support all of these organs when one is going through a detox. So
0: What's involved in the uh, detox? Can you go into some of the details?
1: Absolutely. So, when one is going through a detox, I use um, my 14 day detox plan with them. So, it basically has ingredients which have herbs that help the liver detoxify, you know, then it has gut healing um, ingredients in them as well. Plus, it has proteins, so amino acids, it's a plant based protein powder as well. And it has the micronutrients, which is the vitamins and minerals, because all of this is essential to help the process of detoxification.
0: So th- how long does the uh, detox process take? And, um, you know, is it expensive? Do you have to buy a bunch of stuff? I mean, what are some details on it?
1: Okay. So basically, I tell patients that for the 14 days that they are doing my detox program, they receive this uh, detox drink that they are going to use one scoop twice a day along with them, along with that, they are following a clean diet, you know, so they are removing any processed sugars, um, and additional processed foods, basically, they're eating pretty clean, while on the diet, things that are easier to digest, and uh, they're drinking a lot of water. So we even talk about like mental detoxification, and all of that as well. But detoxification is a process which happens all the time and our organs do that all the time so the 14 days that we are dedicating to it is we are giving the body that time to heal and detox and putting one into the practice of eating well and all of that but this is something that is a lifestyle change that one should continue doing anyways you know we want to be healthy and uh, continue to do it anyways
0: so What's um? I don't know. You know, I don't want to give away the whole book, but what are you know? Just basically the steps that uh, people need to go through to, to heal their thyroid.
1: Yes, let me uh, say what the steps are. You know, so the first step, step one, is understanding your thyroid. Where I'm educating the person about how the thyroid hormone works. You know, where it is formed, what is needed for its formation, what are the tests that we talked about before to look for. Because I don't want them to be just sent away by their doctors saying that nothing is wrong with them when they are actually having the symptoms. So I'm uh, educating the person about what the thyroid involves and what tests to look for. And then instead, do I get into the naturopathic treatments? What all can be done diet-wise, supplement-wise, looking at the botanical medicine? homeopathy, everything that helps the thyroid work better. I also recommend patients to do a micronutrient analysis via a blood test because every patient is different. A micronutrient test helps to find out what nutrients that patient may be deficient in. It's an intracellular report rather than a standard blood test that a general lab does. So in this micronutrient analysis, the blood is sent to this lab where their white blood cells are grown for three weeks, and then a report is generated, which is about 10 pages long, and it's individualized for the patient. So for example, when I did mine, I was deficient in three different nutrients. So I exactly know what to use and how much to use to replace those deficiencies. So when I help them at that cellular level, then it helps their thyroid to work better. So that's one of the things I do. And then Going on to step number three is healing the gut. So as I was telling you about the GI map and the microbiome testing, which is very, very important. And Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disorder. And actually, it, our gut is 80% of where our immunity resides. So it makes sense that you know having the good microbiota will help uh, the thyroid function in that way. And now it's very interesting, actually, the research is showing that, you know, they are correlating the organisms that are found in the gut and what one may be prone to. So, for example, like uh, patients who have Hashimoto's, because Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition, are more prone to the other autoimmune diseases, one of them being rheumatoid arthritis. So when I did my GI map test, that's the organism related to rheumatoid arthritis, which was seen in my gut. So going on a gut gut healing protocol and getting rid of that helps me probably prevent rheumatoid arthritis. So I find that very fascinating information. And in the
0: so it means you were you were (laughs) predisposed to it and you likely would have gotten it over time, or you had it at a low level. What do you mean?
1: Exactly, that's a possibility. You know, that's uh, what the scientists are working on to find out, like what organisms are present leading to what chronic diseases, like patients with diabetes may have certain organisms, patients with rheumatoid arthritis may have something, um, you know, so they are finding these uh, links. So I think that data is going to be extremely helpful to doctors, and it helps me uh, because I believe in prevention. And that's one of the principles of naturopathic medicine. And if I'm able to prevent one from developing a chronic disease by healing their gut, I think that's great.
0: Yeah, I know it is. um, How often do people have to take, you know, uh, thyroid supplementation if they have low thyroid activity or Hashimoto's? Or are you much, you know, what percentage of the time are you able to help people heal themselves without, You know,
1: medication? You know, that really depends on every patient. If I catch them at an early stage where their antibodies are not very elevated, I've had uh, many patients who don't need any medication at all and they are healed by just being on the supplementation. But when I get a patient who's been on the medication for years and have chronic uh, Hashimoto's, then it is much harder because the body is used to that extra help from the thyroid medication.
0: And, okay, and what about, um, do you work with people that have had, uh, you know, their thyroid removed, you know, due to cancer or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, overgrowth or other reasons, and how are they different?
1: Yes, so I do work with patients uh, with all types of the thyroid. I do not treat thyroid cancer, of course, but patients who've had it removed, uh, yes, who are on thyroid medication under my care, so... I definitely help those patients and yes there are a lot of patients who come with me with uh, benign nodules so the nodules on the thyroid has become a very common condition that I see in the practice as well a lot of times the benign nodules are related to hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's particularly and uh, usually by you know correcting the thyroid by working on the different uh, things that I do with the seven steps it actually helps to shrink those nodules. So we keep a track on that by doing ultrasounds. I do not order thyroid ultrasounds for all of my patients, but um, on as needed basis, basically. If one is, uh, you know, having nodules or has a history of nodules or has severe Hashimoto's, I always recommend that they have a thyroid ultrasound.
0: And what about if someone's on uh, just T4 only, like Synthroid or Levopiroxin? and they're not tolerating it well, you know, do you switch people to, you know, mixtures of T4, T3, T2, and, you know, maybe talk a little bit about the dynamics there.
1: Absolutely. So, Richard, I see that in practice all the time where patients are on T4 medication and come to see me with all the symptoms of hypothyroidism. They say that they are getting no relief because, um, their doctor keeps increasing their dose, but they're still having all the symptoms. And yes, when I run their thyroid panel, the number that's low, my favorite one, the free T3 is closest to its lowest range, probably a lot of times that happens. So I addressed in, that in a few different ways. Of course, as a choice of medication, I do prefer the natural glandular medication like Armour Thyroid, Nature Throid, the newer one, which is NP Thyroid. If they choose to be on synthetic medication, then if they are on T4, I may add T3 together with it and then monitor them. So the other way to do it is when they are on T4 medication, I use my formula with them, which is the thyroid balance, and that helps to convert the T4 to T3. So it is a combination of certain minerals and botanical medicine that helps that conversion. I also talk to them about helping the liver work better and do the detoxification to help that conversion.
0: Okay. Um, I, you know, just like a little bit more info here, but, um, you know, I've heard some doctors say, oh, Armour, you know, they compound it and, uh, it's you know, it's a big thyroid and you never know what you're going to get. and You know, is that true or is, is Armour robust enough and these other alternatives yeah. are robust enough to work?
1: That is not true. Actually, Armour Thyroid is the oldest medication. It was like even before Levothyroxine and Synthroid came into the market. And, you know, with the um, Synthroid being the second most prescribed medication in the U.S., you know, it's a huge competition with Armour Thyroid. But I see fantastic results myself on Armour Thyroid. I personally am on that medication and I see it clinically in my practice as well
0: okay you you haven't seen any issue um in terms of the effects that that's uh, not variable you think it's it's controlled but and no, manufactured it's, so it's pretty precise
1: it's, or is it, uh... it's very precise okay. absolutely very precise in every way and very standardized actually with uh, so I don't see any issue with that, and of course every patient is different a lot of my patients most of them do well on the natural thyroid prescriptions. But yeah, there are a few handful that may do better with the synthetic, and I meet each patient at where they are, and then we individualize the protocol for them.
0: Have you dealt with people that have been on Synthroid, let's say, for years, and all of a sudden, it, it, you know, they're having problems with it? Do you see that uh, it may work for a while and then stop for some people?
1: Yes, it does. I see that a lot, you know. And at that point, when we convert them over to armored thyroid, I've seen really good results.
0: Why do you think that happens, that someone will tolerate it for a while and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, it stops working for them?
1: You know, uh, first of all, I think Synthroid, first of all, is being synthetically made and having just the T4 molecule. While naturally, you know, our thyroid gland, we have the T1, T2, T3, and T4. So it's the process of iodination, you know, that makes uh, the thyroid hormones. So. When we are getting it naturally from a natural source, like an animal's thyroid gland, which is similar to ours, it's in a way bioidentical to our bodies. So our body accepts Mm -hmm. it's much better. And then our body doesn't have to convert that heart to convert that T4 to T3. So because the T4 being a different molecule by itself, synthetically made. If we put a more natural one, which is identical to what our body makes, I think we respond much better to it.
0: I don't know if, it, if you can characterize this, but how much effort do you think the liver puts into converting the T4 to T3? You know, perhaps that, um, you know, it puts a strain on the liver. And if it's happening for years and years and years, maybe it's compromising liver function slowly over time to have only synthroid versus a mixture.
1: You know, I don't think it's a big deal, actually, for the liver. I know our liver is our organ we really need to pamper because any toxins that we get from our environment, any medication that one may easily pop, just like an ibuprofen, the liver really works hard to process all of this, you know. So as long as we are, you know, making good choices and all of that, I mean, It's not an extra added thing on the liver to convert the T4 to T3. That's the natural function of it, you know. But I would say uh, adding extra things that make it work harder, that is something one should try to probably avoid. Right. Okay.
0: Makes sense. And then, you know, I've seen just, you know, I have thyroid issues. That's why I know something about this. But uh, I've seen the field is dominated by women. Do you see a lot of male patients or is it mostly women and What's your thoughts? Why?
1: Yeah. So so, um, basically, um, women are considered five to eight times, you know, prone to hypothyroidism compared to men. And uh, my practice mostly is of women, you know, women's care. I do thyroid balancing, I do their uh, female hormone balancing, adrenal balancing. I like to look at the whole picture, actually. And uh, there are certain times in a woman's life when this, issue is, um, you know, like in my case, during nursing is when it really showed up. I mean, I had that underlying thing for years, you know, but uh, there were certain times like stressful times that um, exaggerated the hypothyroidism. So when a woman goes through pregnancy, which is a huge physiological process to her body, giving birth, nursing, menopause, those are the times that I really diagnose Thyroid conditions a lot.
0: Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense with those big hormonal changes, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So what?
0: Right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, not everyone can see you. So what are some resources for people that uh, for people listening that suspected that they may have potentially thyroid issues? You know, should they start with your book or what? Uh, what do you recommend?
1: Absolutely. So I would encourage everyone to read the seven steps to heal your thyroid. It's um, a comprehensive guide. You know, gets into all the details of the seven steps. And for anyone who is having low energy or difficulty with their weight, there's a lot of information. So even if you don't have a thyroid condition but have certain symptoms, I encourage you to read that. And you can visit my website, which is www.megnapacker.com. That's my first and last name. dot com, and uh, there you can have different resources. I have a blog. I have my uh, social media where I stay in touch with everyone and share information over there. I host uh, a Facebook talk show and you can see my line of supplements. And yeah, I'm here to help you feel better and feel like yourself.
0: That's great. Well, Dr. Thacker, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Richard. It was a pleasure.